0: Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark
1: Walters.
0: Walter, Walter.
1: The last hour of armed American radio before the midterms. Welcome inside the 6 Hour Studios. Mark Walters on the Fort Worth Armory. Mike for you for this final hour of the broadcast today, all of it presented by X Insurance. Welcome in with me, Greg, in Dallas, Texas, pushing all the buttons and all the cool switches and lights down there. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, I, I'm going to just ask you now, we have some audio. Are we going to be able to play it, do you think,
2: or no? Yeah, I think we are. I'm just going to uh, need to get it over here on my array so that it will play. Uh, but, yeah, okay. I think we're going to be able to play it. Guys, we're putting something together for you quickly
1: during the break from the top of the hour in between the hours. I have an interesting development in Florida that I want you to hear. And, of course, that story was broke by our none other than Lee the Gunrider Williams. We'll give Greg some time to do that. I have a fascinating conversation with Andy Hoosier. I've had so much fun watching and, and talking and listening to our guests, our regular guests on the program to get their perspective on what's getting ready to happen tomorrow. And I, I got to tell you, I, I, I don't take much stock in these pundits predictions. I like to go with my own gut feel. But uh, Larry Sabato, I guess his name is Larry. Is it is it Larry? Yeah, Larry Sabato. He's with the University of Virginia. He's a political analyst. And he's made some pretty good calls over the years. And Greg in Dallas, Texas, he has the Senate. And and I like this because I think he's right here. fifty-one forty-nine with a net gain of one seat. House pickup for Republicans Hmm. 237-198 netting a gain of 24 seats, which is if you look at some of the other numbers that people are predicting, that's pretty much right down the middle. So if you're going to make a guess, To me, that would be a pretty good guess to make. Now, how easy is it to do that? Well, University of Colorado predicts named storms in the Atlantic every hurricane season. And then when they feel that they might be wrong, what do they do? They re-up their prediction throughout the season. So, I mean, come on, give us a prediction and stick with it, right? Let's see if you're right or you're wrong. Yep. In this particular case, it's pretty easy. Well, because I'll tell you right now, there's going to be 12 named storms next hurricane season. How about that? I'm on record. 12 named storms. Okay. Four of them, four of them will be likely major hurricanes. Now, if we're getting through the hurricane season and I see it looks like it's going, it's very active. Maybe I'll up that to 16 and then five. You see how that game is played? We can do this all day long. But some of these guys have a pretty good track record. Larry at University of Virginia has got a pretty good track record, but this seems to be right down the middle of the road. 24 seats, some are predicting as many. I mean, I, th- I think, what, with Gingrich at 60 or 70, whatever. Nobody knows. But the momentum is on the Republican side. Like this pick, I believe the Republicans take the Senate in the House. By what? margin, well, that remains to be seen tomorrow as Americans go to the polls. What I find is going to be more interesting than anything else is how the Democrats are going to respond to that since they've set up already the, let's say, election denial. White House is warning right now as we speak that election results may not be clear for a few days after until after a few days after the election. Greg, this reeks of stink Make sense? Yes, absolutely. It stinks. And we know it. And again, I repeat, I don't think Americans are going to fall for this. The mere fact the White House is warning you of this telegraphs exactly what you know they're thinking.
2: Yeah, it, it's, it ain't
1: going to be a good day for him, Greg.
2: It's their typical gaslighting. And I think 51-49 is too narrow of a margin if we have honest elections. Um, if the fix isn't in in some of these states, like uh, the Fetterman Oz race or uh, the uh, Warnock race, uh, Warnock Walker, uh, and even the Kelly race out in Arizona, um, if the fix is not in in those states, I think we take 53. And I think uh, we leave them hanging at 49, maybe 47. Actually, that'd be more accurate math. Uh, And Kamala can just shut up when it comes to votes because her vote doesn't matter at that point. You know, speaking of people who've been quiet, shut up at this point. John Ossoff,
1: for the first time, I live here in Georgia. For the first time this morning, I saw footage of John Ossoff Hmm. campaigning for Warnock. First time came out from under the rock, huh? Came out from under the rock. Why sheer desperation? I can promise you he was told by the Democrat Party. You're not highly thought of. You've got your seat for another four years. Stay out of this. Yeah. So desperate now, they brought John Ossoff out from under a rock.
2: Well, they've been digging We've everybody. We've heard
1: nothing from him in this state. Nothing from him in his previous two years. We have heard nothing. And I, that's by design. That's all by design, Greg.
2: Yeah, they've been they've been dragging everybody out as best they can to come rally for all these losers. And uh, Beto can go away after the fourth time, and he can shut up as well because we're <laughs> sick of him here in Texas. And yeah, kind
1: of. That's the Stacey Abrams syndrome here. You are dealing with that. I know. I feel your pain because we have similarities going on here between those two candidates. No doubt, a lot of similarity and disdain for those uh, those two candidates, both Stacey Abrams and uh, and Beto O'Rourke on the other side. No question about that. Now. I didn't ask you this question last night, Greg. Would you take Stacey Abrams after she's defeated? Would Texas take her?
2: Uh, Texas is a big state. you got to have somewhere to put her. Well, we've got a big enough rail for her to ride out on as well if she ends up over here. So, yeah, sure, we'll put her on a rail and ride her on off over to New Mexico or something. They can have her. Okay, well, so you're just telling us Texas would be a
1: stopping-off point. Hey, Greg, while I've got your photograph up here, would you tell people where to listen to the program or where to watch the program
2: live and how to participate in the chat, please? Absolutely. If you want to watch the show live as it's happening, hear the sausage in the breaks, top of the hour, all that kind of stuff, head on over to armedamericanradio.org or .com. Uh, In the top right-hand corner, slap the three hash marks and select the watch live option. Uh, just above that, if you don't want to watch the show, you have a listen live link. Be sure when you click on that, you select the appropriate secondary link, which is either going to be the daily defense link or the Sunday Monster Cast link. Since this is Monday, it's the Monday before midterms, you're going to want to select that daily defense link. Uh, right above that link, we've got a podcast link. So if you've missed some old shows or you want to get caught up on something that maybe you thought would be interesting to hear again, Uh, Just click that link, and all the way down at the bottom is the Armed American Radio shop. So head over there, pick up some merchandise. got some really cool stuff in there. There's a couple hats I really like, uh, a couple of shirts that look really cool. I have not been through the stickers yet. So um, head over there, peruse, and buy at your leisure, and uh, just support Armed American Radio and support the shop and the show and all that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, if you'd like to join our live chat, head over to your app store, grab the a uh, telegram messaging app, create your profile, and then search for Armed American Radio Conversations. See how easy that is? Thank you, Greg, for doing that. Oh, boy. And that audio is ready excited. if you want to go to it. Uh, we're a L- little short to- on time. Well, we're a little short on time. Let's come to it after the break.
1: Sounds like a plan. Ladies and gentlemen, let me set this up for you before we go to the break. Our good friend and contributor and my partner over at Armed American News, Lee the Gunwriter Williams, does it again. And pops a story out and gets it out there nationally. Have an individual walking down the street in a Florida town. And I guess he's legally blind. Yeah. Or blind. I guess he's legally blind. Yep. Legally blind. And he is carrying a foldable collapsible walking stick. You've seen the canes, right? Yep. Yep. So he's carrying the cane. It's folded up and it's sticking out of his back pocket when he is confronted By a female police officer, a deputy who I don't know if she got a call or if she just saw him and thought he may be armed illegally because she somehow mistook or someone mistook when they made the call the cane for a firearm. Now, remember, in the state of Florida, it is illegal to openly carry a firearm. And I I can't project the video to you on radio i can only set it up with theater of the mind link is in the chat uh, yeah the link's in the chat over there at telegram thanks greg for that you but if if you'll if you'll just walk with me here briefly before we go to the break this cane is folded up in about four sections and you could probably open
2: it up by just throwing it out you know it unfold right it's about about a foot long too so i mean for it to be considered a firearm is ridiculous it is
1: And it's obvious when she approaches this individual and to anyone watching the video that it is clearly not a firearm. So when we come back from the break, what we're going to do is we're going to play you the audio of that video clip so that you can hear the confrontation because it was a confrontation between the deputy and this man doing absolutely nothing wrong but walking down the street with his cane folded up, sticking out, protruding as you said, Greg, about a foot out of his rear pocket. And I think you'll find it fascinating. These clips are, you know, and this is where law enforcement has got to get with the game here. And this individual was handcuffed and was taken downtown for a ride. We'll play you that audio and discuss it when we come back. Lots to cover. Three more segments in this final hour on Midterm Monday Madness. We'll be back right after this. The nine most terrifying words in the English language are I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Daniel Defense advocates for the individual's right to bear arms, which is why they manufacture 100% American-made, high-quality firearms backed with a lifetime warranty. To learn more, visit DanielDefense.com. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back to the show indeed. Mark Walters in the Six Hour Studios. The Fort Worth Armory, Mike, fired up for you under the lights on video. All of it presented by X-Insurance. The video brought to you by Lead Slingers and Daniel Defense. All right, the audio clip i'm going to play is disturbing if you're a gun owner this will resonate with you more so than if you're not i think i i I wish i could show you the video but i can't over the airwaves so i just set it up again briefly of an individual walking down the street doing absolutely nothing wrong just walking down the street and in his back pocket is a folded up walking cane designed to be folded up it's sticking out maybe about a foot out of his back pocket it's a long cane it's one of those canes that you would tap the street with for crying out loud mm-hmm. and the following confrontation occurred when he was approached by law enforcement go ahead greg hi there
4: hey.
0: Walk what's
4: this in your back pocket i just saw you walking in Navigational age. What's the
0: problem? You a tyrant?
5: Yeah, I am actually. What's your name and date of birth?
0: I don't have to give that,
2: unless. Yes, I'm sir. Good. I was investigating. you have reasonable Do you want me to put suspicion? you in handcuffs right now? Yes,
5: sir. I do. What is your suspicion? It looks like you're carrying a gun in your back pocket. I'm stopping to make sure you're carrying it properly. You well, don't have. have you to... ensured that it's not a firearm? No, you keep turning so I can't see it. You don't have to be a d- with me.
0: Well, you're being one to me.
5: No, sir. I'm have doing a my
0: good job. Day. Am I detained? Yeah, you are. What's your name and date of birth? It does not matter. Yes,
4: sir, it does. Do
0: you have a crime? Would you like me Call to your put you in here? He's, in here. He's right here.
1: All right.
4: Don't. Sir, even- what's the stop before. What a walking stick yeah, I and mean, it could look like a weapon she asked you to really present it okay
0: now she's asking me for id okay. i don't need the id unless sure. there's a reasonable articulated suspicion and, her and i have committed a, crime, and committed a crime and committing a crime or about s- to do a crime sir and her suspicion was that you were armed okay and she's asking me for your id well now right. she has verified that i am not on okay. so there is do you no you have problem. your id or not i do have my id yeah. but you don't
1: All right, Greg. We can cut that there at that point, and you stop me if I'm wrong, Greg, because you're watching the video there. But I believe at that point he's turned around; he is handcuffed by both officers. Uh, yeah, he's with, detained and he's handcuffed by both officers. Yeah, within correct? a few
2: seconds after that con- that part
1: of the conversation, correct. And what happens after that? Because I stopped at about that point. I, I need not go any further than what we just played.
2: Yeah, they uh, they continue a little bit of a conversation with him. And then uh, at some point, he has a little bit of an attitude. And then they're like, all right, well, I guess you're going for a ride. Because there was about 30 seconds of silence, of radio silence, while there's communication on the radio. And then it's like another supervisor pulled up as well in another vehicle. And then at that point, uh, they would decide, well, I guess we're taking him downtown. Uh, because they didn't like his attitude, and so they start helping him get into the vehicle, and she's got to remove the walking stick. And it's my understanding from uh, watching this, uh, he had to go to jury duty that morning, so he needed his his cane while he's walking in the dark. And then as he's leaving jury duty, which is when they, uh, they cross his path here, he doesn't need it because it's daylight, and he can actually see enough to be able to walk without the stick.
1: Stacey Abrams would likely suggest it was still dark. Probably. But I digress. Somewhere it's dark around the world. Somewhere. All right. My first reaction to that, and this was my honest gut first reaction, was he reacted extremely defensive immediately right out of the box. Well. He didn't have to, but I completely understand why he would. This is a guy who is clearly up on the mechanics of a stop and Fourth Amendment protections and rights. No doubt about that. However, I don't care if they like his attitude. He doesn't have to have a good attitude. He can have a bad attitude. It's not advisable to use bad language. And at one point, you might have noticed that she said, you don't have to be a, and Greg was kind enough to, to have clipped that portion of the audio, but it was the cop that used a bad word. A not the- to her. Yeah, not. it wasn't the guy who was being accosted here by law enforcement for simply walking down the
2: street. It was the cop herself. I think my favorite part was the, uh, are you a tyrant? And then she was like, yes, I am. Yeah. I was like, obviously. Okay, well, that's not going to age well if this goes
1: to court because the audio and video will clearly be played. But the fact of the matter is, as gun owners, I think we understand this likely better than anybody else. Now to anybody who has seen the video, he was clearly not carrying a firearm. That was clearly not a firearm to any reasonable person. You could clearly see a folded up stick literally sticking out of his rear pocket. Greg, you correct me if I'm wrong, you saw the video.
2: No, you're absolutely correct. And I, this could have been handled a whole lot easier. She could have asked, are you know, do you have are you legally blind? Uh is that a walking stick? He could have you know, after he said it's a navigational device, it's almost over at that point. He could have said, yes, it's my my walking stick. I'm legally blind. I am heading home. And she could have said, OK, sir, have a nice day. And even though he had a little bit of an attitude and she got defensive about it, it could have been diffused at that point And he could have gone on about his business.
1: I don't know if there were any charges filed at this point.
2: I don't know if they have any charges I, to file against him. They right. just wanted to. What be, are they going to file? Him they said he didn't produce an I.D. Okay, he doesn't have to produce an I.D. This is an instance of where you may be able to beat the rap, but you're not going to beat the ride. Let me give you
1: a comparison here to where I live. Let's assume I am openly carrying a sidearm on my hip, which is perfectly legal for me to do in the state of Georgia. And I find myself at a Publix shopping center because, oh, I don't know, I'm craving a bag of salt and pepper cashews. So I stop at the grocery store on my way home. I am lawfully carrying, openly carrying a firearm. And as I am walking through the aisle, I'm reaching up and I'm grabbing things. Here comes a little old lady or a little old man. Doesn't matter who it is. I'm just for fun. I'll say wearing a mask, okay, because it's normally that type of person that would do what I'm about to describe, but sees my firearm and gets scared and walks around outside the aisle. Meanwhile, picks up their phone and calls 911 and reports an armed man in Publix. Here in the state of Georgia, this is what will likely go down. Ma'am, what is that individual doing? Well, he was reaching for cashews. Is he threatening anyone? No, he is not. He was reaching for cashews. What did you see? Well, he had a firearm, a big gun on his hip. And I don't think he's a police officer. Ma'am, was he threatening anyone? No, he was not. Ma'am, it's perfectly legal to carry a firearm in the state of Georgia. If he threatens anyone, please give us a call back and let us know. You will likely never see law enforcement sent on that call here, Greg. It won't happen. And it's a common sight. I've carried a firearm openly. I've lost count how many times. Just two days ago in Publix, in fact. And no one pays it any mind. Now, when we come back from the break, I'll explain. Let's just assume that law enforcement did show up in the state of Georgia. We're going to make some comparisons between Georgia and Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a reason and a method to my madness here. This is why these laws matter. This is why open carry laws matter. This is why if you carry a firearm, you had better be paying attention and know your state law and what to expect should you have a confrontation with law enforcement. We do not want it to escalate. We want to de-escalate it. And there are ways to do that safely safely. When we come back, we'll explain it, and we'll use real-life examples. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense in the Six-Hour Studios on the Fort Worth mic, presented by X Insurance, continues after the break. The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you are making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back to the show, indeed. Mark Walters on the Fort Worth Army Bike for you. Six Hour Studios fired up, all powered by X Insurance. Daniel Defense and Lead Slinger is bringing us the video presentation. Please go out of your way to support our partners. You can find them all, all of them, including the ones I just mentioned. At ArmedAmericanRadio.com, click on those links, support them, buy some of my pillow slippers. Greg's wearing his today too, and they are super duper comfortable. Promo code is AAR. It's real simple. The Armed American Radio shop is now open for business. We have teamed up with Armed AF, Armed AF, and no, 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 it's not what you, some of you people think it's something else. It's Armed and Faithful. You'll find everything from the products, the the, the hats, the shirts. And in many of these cases, we've co-branded with Armed AF. You'll get the Armed AF really cool logos and all the fun, uh, provocative stuff on some of the shirts. And you'll get the AAR logo on the sleeves, the hats, etc., and stickers, all kinds of cool stuff. And then there's the Christian drop-down menu for all that and faithful, fun stuff at armedamericanradio.com. Click on that shop link and buy some cool stuff. It is all made on demand, super high-quality stuff being manufactured for you in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona and shipped right from the plant. It's beautiful stuff and we appreciate Scott a long time in the making for that. So take advantage of that. We put a lot of time and effort into it and you can support the program because, and by the way, a percentage will be going to the Second Amendment Foundation as well. More on that in upcoming shows, but we're in the process of putting all that together. All right, Greg, let's go back to the audio clip we played. For those of you who might just be joining us, guy walking down the street in Florida had a walking cane folded up in his back pocket. He was approached by law enforcement claiming that she thought he might have a gun. He did not. It was clearly a stick in his pocket. He took it out. He showed it to her. She confirmed it was not a firearm. It was not being illegally carried. And they continue to hassle the guy for identification. He says, why are you detaining me? Basically, are you detaining me? They claimed they were for no, no reason whatsoever. And I gave you the example. If I'm in a grocery store in the state of Georgia where we have open carry... And someone sees my firearm and calls law enforcement. They're going to tell that individual. So he's reaching for the garbanzo beans and he's not threatening anyone, ma'am. That's not a crime in Georgia to openly carry a firearm. Have a great day. Call us back if something bad happens. Well, here in the state of Georgia, let's make the assumption that law enforcement does show up, Greg. What happens in this state? It is a violation of Georgia law. Signed into law by statute in this state for an officer to approach me, ask me for identification, ask me if I have a permit, ask me what I'm doing, ask me what my name is, ask me for my driver's license, ask me anything other than am I having a good day by law in the state of Georgia. And that's the way it should be. Does that mean law enforcement might not be right next to the shop when they call and the cop says, I'll just go in and see what's going on and walks in and pretends to be shopping, sees me reaching for the garbanzo beans? He is to walk right past me because he has confirmed I am a threat to no one. Period. Now, that is not the case in the state of Florida. And, Greg, you mentioned during the break, Florida is not a, quote, constitutional carry state for the purposes of Florida constitutional carry, when it is signed by DeSantis, and it will be, will likely not include open carry. It will not include open carry. So Greg made the argument during the break. Well, then it's really not constitutional carry. Yep. Constitutional carry encompasses the Second Amendment is your carry permit. Carry your gun any way you choose. Florida is unique. They think they're unique in the sense that, well, we're a tourist state, and the Tourism Bureau... Okay, you want to go permitless carry? Okay, we're not going to fight you on that, but we don't want open carry because it could affect our tourist dollars because we're afraid of offending a bunch of snowflake liberal goofballs. Yep. So that's the upcoming fight. We had that conversation a couple of weeks ago, and they call it, constitutional carry light, basically, Mm. is what it is. or It's a form of, right, Greg, constitutional carry. Because it does not include open carry. They will still regulate the method of carry. Constitutional
2: carry in name
1: only. In name only. And quite frankly, what it ought to be called is permitless carry at that point. Yeah. Florida, you can't That's just semantics, bro. That's all that is. We're uh, playing semantics, sort of, kind of. I don't think we're playing semantics because... Nah, I agree you know, with you. I know where you're going with this. I know. I know. We have to stand ground. We have to take the language back. I get that.
2: It, it's, I'm not going to argue with it, you. It's just another form of permitless carry-in. They can no longer call themselves the Gunshine state until the guns can shine out in the open sun. And, it, I mean, if you want to call yourself constitutional carry, you've got to be able to include open or concealed carry permitless. That's plain and simple how you have to do it. You can't do it any other way. And I think, if I remember correctly, Mark, uh, Texas shares the same opinion as Georgia does when it comes to uh, a citizen open carrying in the wild. Uh, that law enforcement that law enforcement can't approach them simply because they're carrying. They can't ask. They You know, they, about all they can say is, are you having a good day, sir? And you respond, absolutely, have a good day and move on. A cop can
1: ask me, hey, what is that you're carrying? And I've had those conversations with law enforcement.
2: Certainly can talk about your piece, but if they see that you're, you know, you're just, you know, just minding your own business and you're open carrying, you know, if they, hey, that's a nice piece you got there, is that a blah, blah, blah? Well, yeah, you can have that conversation Mm -hmm. if you'd like to engage in them, you know, and if you, most people in Texas most likely would. Uh, And, you know, I'm sure in Georgia the same. Uh, it then, is identical, yeah, you can have that conversation at that point. It's just two enthusiasts that are having a conversation at that, at that point in my opinion, you know I'm reminded of uh
1: of a stop by a Florida state trooper not far from my office a number of years ago in Tampa, Florida, in a neighborhood as I was cutting through the neighborhood, which lots of people did to get over towards the highway and uh they were doing a you know one of those driver's license checks, which yeah. in my estimation are illegal anyway but Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, the state legislature has found them to be constitutional, and the courts have upheld that. And I was pulled over. I notified the officer, which I did not have to do in the state of Florida, but I did it because it's courtesy, that I was carrying a firearm. He asked me if I would be okay with uh, being disarmed. He took the firearm out. He put it on top of the car. And we stood there. I handed him my papers, and we stood there. The next thing you know, we had a great conversation. About the gun that I was carrying, how he was carrying the same gun on his hip at the time. It was a Glock 17. And we had a a great conversation, just like you were talking about. At that point, it became too enthusiast. He handed me my firearm back and I was on my way. Now, I could sit and make I could make hay over that stop if I wanted to. What's the point at that point? All right. Some of you I can hear screaming right now because you weren't doing anything. Well, then you're going to have to fight the legislature about the purpose of the stop, period. Yeah. And I did volunteer that I had the firearm, which I could or could not have done. And look, I'm I'm the type guy that if I'm going to lean for something for paperwork, I don't want a cop seeing a firearm on me under any condition. I'm going to wind up with a nine millimeter in my ear because the cop wants to go home that day. He don't know me from Adam. So I did the right thing. There have also been times that I didn't notify law enforcement. But the fact of the matter is, as far as I'm concerned, in this case in Florida, this guy was accosted by police officers who, quite frankly, ought to know better. Yeah. Now, I smell lawsuit. I I do. I just do. I do. I smell a civil case here Mm -hmm. uh, for being illegally detained. Mm -hmm. He was clearly not carrying a firearm. I, I could argue that he didn't have to get as defensive as he did. But who cares? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you can say anything you want to the officer. If, you, if you're so inclined, you can cuss an officer out. You can film them. You can do whatever you want. That's just part of their job, and they have to deal with it. It's not advisable. I'm just saying that it, you can if you want. For that matter, for the, once, a, once a traffic stop is initiated and the purpose for the stop is over, you're getting a ticket or you've been given a warning. You are now free to go. And if the cop starts asking you questions, you can drive away. While they're asking questions. okay, we've covered that many times over the years on the show, but a a disturbing situation down there in Florida. We'll see what happens. Why? Because Lee has filed a Freedom of Information Act to get more information from that department. Interesting. God bless Lee, the gun writer Williams. Yeah. So we'll find out exactly what happened in that case. These things. I'm curious about this stuff. And you know, Lee Williams, the gun writer who broke this story, is longtime former law enforcement. And this angers him when he sees this stuff. Okay? So law enforcement, come on, man, do the right thing here. No reason to hassle this guy whatsoever, particularly when you confirmed it wasn't a firearm. Let the man go. Tell him to have a great day. And guess what? Everybody's happy with everybody. Thank you, officer. Thank you, Mr. Civilian. Have a wonderful day. We'll be back one more segment.
4: This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now back to the show.
1: All right. Welcome back. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, the final segment before you go to the polls tomorrow. If you are a gun owner, you must do your duty. If every single one of us get out and vote tomorrow, we win. It's that simple. They don't stand a chance. Vote your gun rights. And you know what party supports your gun rights and what party does not. The Democrat Party hates your right to bear arms. Joe Biden is out there running his gator for the last two weeks about wanting to take your firearms from you. Get out and vote your guns. That means vote Republican. Do not throw your vote away on a dopey libertarian third party candidate that does not stand a chance. This election is too important. Say that you love that stuff and all that stuff, but you vote so it matters at the polls. It this end the duopoly nonsense. You ain't ending nothing except the possibility of a Republican taking a seat that we desperately need. Do the right thing. Vote your guns. Sorry, libertarians, don't mean to offend you. But reality is reality. Let's just put it this way. It is what it is. Well, Deal with it. And Greg, go ahead.
2: Anybody noticing uh, in Arizona, Blake Masters took a little bit of a lead above. Uh, yes, he did. above Kelly when the libertarian candidate stepped out of the race. That's because the libertarian candidate
1: always, generally speaking, strips votes from the Republican candidate in the race. Ladies and gentlemen, do not throw your vote away because you want to make a statement and end the duopoly. Cut the pseudo-intellectual psychobabble nonsense and vote your guns. Make your vote count. This is the most important midterm election in your lifetime. I don't care how old you are. My 18-year-old son gets that. His future is at stake here. Do the right thing. All right, I'm going to go to Vermont now. Let's do it. Briefly. Yeah, I wanted to cover this on the Sunday Monster Cast, but the guest lineup was too strong. This is a really strange story. All right. When you think of Vermont, we have to go back a ways. I've been doing this a long time, long before it was called constitutional carry. Carrying a firearm without a permit was known as Vermont style carry. Yep. Vermont has never required a permit to carry a firearm ever. And it has never been a problem ever. And it isn't a problem today. And in Vermont, there is a law, state law, about 30 plus years old, excuse me. It is known as the Sportsman's Bill of Rights. In other words, it's a state preemption law. That's what the Sportsman Bill of Rights is in the state of Vermont. And who do we have? Some goofball, liberal, progressive, gun-hating group named Gun Sense Vermont. And according to vtdigger.com, vermontdigger.com, I don't know who they are, but the article was a good one only because it gave us great content here. And they're referred to in this piece as an influential gun control lobbying group hmm. in a state where crime hasn't been an issue, where law abiding citizens carrying guns have been carrying guns since there's been a Vermont, even Bernie Sanders, before Bernie Sanders decided he wanted to run for president and started to lose all of his nonsense. He had no problem with Vermont style carry now widely accepted term. Constitutional carry that was patterned after Vermont. Most people don't realize that Vermont of all states. So now there's a push by gun sense, Vermont to do away with a wildly successful sportsman's bill of rights, state preemption being spearheaded by this nonsense group that wants to strip the state Of the Sportsman's Bill of Rights, which has been wildly successful for three or four decades in the state of Vermont, so that they can then create a patchwork of laws in the state of Vermont where there hasn't been a problem to begin with ever. And here's what they had to say Executive Director Connor Casey. We'd like to start in a few communities to sort of build a critical mass to get some support going at the state house, Greg. Oh, okay. So let's create a problem where one doesn't exist in a state where what we're talking about isn't a problem and has never been a problem so that we can join with the rest of the gun, non, gun safety nonsense groups and say that we've done something in a state where it hasn't been an issue ever. Mm-hmm. Now, Bob Williamson, a Woodstock, Vermont resident and Gun Sense board member, Noted that Woodstock, because all of a sudden crime came home to Vermont. That Woodstock recently suffered, quoting, the ramifications of gun violence. In June, a murder-suicide shut down the village for hours. One murder-suicide? One? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh One murder-suicide shut down the village for hours. So the entire state of Vermont, the Gun Sense Vermont group, now wants the entire state to pay for the actions of a murder-suicide incident that, quote-unquote, shut down the village for hours. Mm. It's certainly something that brought it home for Woodstock. McElroy also works with, get this, Moms Demand Action. No shocker Which is a really silly name, by the way, when you think about it, right? Moms Demand Action. A national advocacy group working against gun violence. Mm. And she says gun violence prevention laws are not necessarily one-size-fits-all. What may be appropriate for a more rural setting, such as Woodstock, may not work in Burlington. So let's create a patchwork of laws that would be a nightmare for Vermont law enforcement in a state that doesn't have a problem with the Sportsman's Bill of Rights and never has. Let's create chaos in Vermont. Now, guys, the reason I mention this is because that's exactly what they want to do. Create chaos where chaos does not exist. All in the name of of gun safety, or in their term, gun sense. When in reality, we need gun control in Vermont, even though we don't need gun control in Vermont, because it's never been a problem. Except it's a problem now because of a murder-suicide that shut down a village of Woodstock for hours. Noting that local control is part of the character of Vermont, there should be a principle that the best decisions are often made closest to the people, which is in local government. Now, some of the strongest gun control advocates in Vermont are also expressing reservations, believe it or not, about granting municipalities authorities uh, authority to regulate
2: firearms, Greg. Mm. I uh, I have a feeling uh, Vermontans – I think they're Vermontans. Anyways, the people of Vermont – Let's make up a word. Vermontonians. I like that. Vermontonians. There oh, we go. go. I think them and the Free State Project is probably not going to hear any of this. They're not going to have it. They're going to just keep pushing forward, and they're going to just run these people out of dodge. I think that's what's going to happen. Because You think they're just going to run them out of dodge? I, I don't think it's going to take hold. I, I think the uh, the people of Vermont and people that moved to Vermont understand the the uh, the free state mentality – and, uh, there's a, a community up there known as the Free State Project that are essentially, I mean, they're somewhat libertarian, but they're more of the economically, physically conservative people that yeah. understand that liberty presides there and that, uh, smaller, fiscally conservative government is more important than bowing to liberal, kowtowing, wishing needs to restrict firearms. Gun grabbers, remember the operative word there, it's a
1: start. Now they want to start something in Vermont in a place where there is no need for it whatsoever, period. These people hate you wherever they exist. So here's what we tell you. Remember that. Oh, and by the way, before you go to the polls tomorrow, go fill up your gas tank and go shopping. Would you do that? Then go to the polls. And I think you know what I mean. Tomorrow, midterm Tuesday, Cam Edwards will be here for the first hour of the program, and it will be a lively discussion, no doubt about it. They don't want us to do this tomorrow, but until we meet on the radio, carry on, carry often, carry absolutely everywhere. Never leave your cave without your club. Go to the polls tomorrow. Vote your guns. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you on midterm Tuesday.